There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper and a huge welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. It's great to be back with you uh, for another week. Uh, we've got another amazing guest today. We've got Anand Barnes. We're going to be talking about winning the game of business. And I uh, just want to say a big thank you uh, to, um, to Daniel Wood for introducing Anand and I. And Daniel's a great friend of mine based up in Sweden and uh, owns a wealth institute um, up there as a real property uh, magnet and guru. Uh, and he also very kindly introduced me to the guest last week as well, Marcus D. Uh, Maria. And Marcus, I believe, knows Arnon, actually. Uh, and uh, adds a little theme here the last two weeks. And uh, Marcus was talking to us about, uh, you know, how to use your your money wisely and we talked about cryptocurrencies and all sorts of different things and I got very excited about it as well and my son's got very excited about his program I think he wants to wants to join it with me too and several of my clients have as well so a, a great session with Marcus last week um, and today we're going to be talking about about winning the game of business and uh, you know in these um, and it's very strange times at the moment um, with the pandemic, uh, a lot of people are thinking right now about uh, about their businesses and how to develop them, how to grow them. Uh, and I think um, Arnon is the perfect person to talk to here. He's a, a master entrepreneurial coach, a, a peak performance trainer. He's developed all sorts of programs to help entrepreneurs. Uh, and um, he's got a really, really interesting background um, and his first business was at the age of 11. He's lived in various countries. We'll find out more about that. And he's actually successfully trained and mentored over 40,000 people from all over the world, South Africa and Switzerland, Germany, the UK, you name it, and helped some of them um, just achieve shocking um, increases in their performance uh, and turnover. So um, he's written a couple of books. His second one is uh, about to come out shortly. A uh, big welcome to Arnon. How are you? Thank you for having me, Chris. I'm very excited, honored, and humbled to be here. Just a quick shout out to our man, Daniel Woods in Sweden for the introduction. Um, so yes, no, looking forward to, uh, to this uh, interview, to this conversation. Um, let's get, uh, let's get uh, real and raw to all the listeners, everybody tuning in. That sounds, that's, that sounds good. And I, I'm just really interested about your, your, your background, different really. You, you started life in South Africa. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. And, you know, tell us about what, what, you, what you learned uh, growing up in the, in the south of uh, an amazing continent. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in, uh, in a small city. Most of the listeners uh, probably have never heard of it, called Johannesburg. Um, yeah born in South Africa um, you know my parents my parents were middle class and I you know I lived there until I was a young teenager before I left South Africa and the reason I say that is because I was actually living in South Africa during the period or at the end of apartheid 
kind of when Nelson Mandela was just released from prison. Um, And during that time in South Africa, there was a lot of conflict between the white man and the black man, and there was a lot going on. But being Jewish and growing up in a Jewish household, we never, uh, we were never brought up with color. We didn't identify with black, white, pink, or green. Everyone was just, you know, you are you, I am me. And in fact, I grew up having um, an African mum who became like my second mum. Uh, initially, she was our housekeeper, but she became a part of the family. And in fact, you know, when we used to go on holiday, she used to come with us on holiday and her daughters became my sisters. And I remember, you know, when we used to go to restaurants or we used to go out, my mom would take all the kids together and we used to go. And it was very unfamiliar um, to most people. It would have been even alien for you to uh, go out with black kids. But my mom didn't see color. We, were never, we never grew up with color. So I think if I look back at South Africa, one of the biggest lessons that I took from growing up in a multicultural environment that was actually during the time being suppressed by the regime and, you know, black is black and white is white is that, you know, kindness is the most important thing. Looking back today with the eyes of a little bit more wisdom and the gray hairs that I have on my beard is that kindness prevails. And one of the things that I learned growing up in South Africa, regardless of the media and everything that was circulating around, you know, black is black, white is white, is that in my household, we never had that. And it it was all about just being kind towards each other. Was was that, uh, was that the nature of your, you know, your Jewish background and the the beliefs that you you had? Because I mean, the fact, the fact that she was your, your housekeeper, you know, suggests maybe, you know, you weren't her housekeeper, that maybe, you know, and I'm starting to realize this myself, you know, that we've had, we have had some privilege, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and I think one of the things that we never grew up at home, uh, my parents never put us above anybody else. Um, you know, we used to eat dinner together. We used to laugh, talk. It wasn't distance. You know, sometimes you have distance. Oh, the employee, employees and the owners of the company. And that taught me a tremendous lesson about um, we can work together and be family, be friends, be in the same tribe. And that became very apparent at a, at a young age. And it was a great lesson for me. Also, remember coming from a Jewish background in some way, in some shape, in some form, there was also this energy of, you know, we don't want to make too much noise because we're the minority. So I guess there was also that kind of we could relate to their struggle as well. Yeah. And that kind of brought us together. Yeah. 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 So yeah, my, my mind's going back to, to uh, standing in, in Nelson Mandela's former cell in, in Robin Island. And uh, if you've, if you've been there, but not yet, okay. but that is, uh, yeah. And then the quarry where he, where he worked and you know, hearing about the, the story. I mean, I'll never forget it. Just never forget mm. it. You know, what a, what happened there? Yeah, very, um, very inspiring man. And and you, you, um, then you then moved to Israel. I, I mean, that, I mean, surely that was a, you know, a massive cultural change for you. The true, the correct words are cultural shock. Cultural <laughs> shock. So, so here, here I am. This, this well-mannered South African young boy. I was 14 years old at the time when, when my parents decided it just, the, the situation in South Africa was, was, there was too much violence. There was 
too much challenges and it just didn't match our values and our philosophies. And, 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 and my parents decided, even though my parents were divorced at the time, they had a great relationship. My parents, mom and dad decided, you know, it's time to relocate. And as a 14 year old, you don't pretty much have a say in these things. You do as you are told. And so I relocated to Israel and I went from being this, you know, well-mannered South African uh, young, young man, uh, boy, young teenager, um, you know, going to school with a tie and, and uh, dressed up accordingly um, to moving to Israel where things are a little bit more energetic, let's call it yeah. that way. Yeah. So it's very different lifestyles. And, and I always say growing up with, with, you know, being brought up in South Africa and growing up in Israel gave me the best of both worlds. On one hand, I've got the the polite and the softness, but then I've got the warrior energy when I need it to GSD, get shit done. Yeah. And I think we need both. And there's this, we, there's this um, sort of Yiddish kind of saying of chutzpah. And, chutzpah, um, yeah. Chutzpah, yeah. And uh, chutzpah, chutzpah. Uh, and uh, I, I'd interviewed uh, uh, someone a few, um, quite a good few months ago, and we talked about this because that, that kind of energy, that kind of philosophy uh, does seem to contribute to um, Israeli businesses doing really well, doesn't it? That kind of, that, that energy, that tenacity, that, uh, that courage. Definitely, definitely uh, something there. Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so you were, uh, you kind of acquired some of that in Israel, the, the kindness, but then this, uh, this warrior sort of spirit and, you, you then went to Canada and then I think London, I think uh, you, you've been, and you live in Holland at the moment, you know, you're all over the place, but what, what did you, what did you, what took you to Canada? What did you learn there? Cause you were in sales, I believe. Yeah. So when I, when I, when I, so I was living in Israel, I went to the army. I spent uh, three yeah. years in the, in the army. I was in the military and I literally left the army broke, 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 financially completely broke and at the time i was dating a, a lady who had arranged an opportunity for us to move to canada and work in sales in canada and having i, I remember leaving israel going for the job that was was set up for me in canada a sales position i remember having 800 dollars in my pocket and the clothes on my back and a return ticket home if all shit hit the fan. <laughs> and that, that's what I had. That's all I was worth. And it was one of the most powerful experiences. And looking back in hindsight, I'm so grateful that I had a partner, my girlfriend at the time, to travel with because the reality is I, didn't, I don't think back then I actually had the courage to do it on my own. So even though obviously today we're not together, or maybe it's not that obvious, but we're not together. I mean, we're talking, you know, 20 years ago, but the reality is she played such an important role with me almost spreading my wings and discovering what is out there. Because I also felt when I left the army and I was in Israel, I didn't feel, I felt it was home, but I felt my spirit needed a bigger place to express itself. Yeah. Hence Canada, hence the UK, and obviously now I am based, I'm in my residence in Holland right now, but I am an international businessman. I do have a UK company and I, I do business around the world. And, and um, you know, you mentioned when you introduced me, I have coached and trained 
uh, over 40,000 people. That number is closer to 100,000 people by now wow. from around 65 different countries. So I'm very blessed. And before the pandemic, I used to do 80, 90 flights on average a year, traveling and standing on stages and just having the gift and the blessing of changing people's lives, saying something, sharing an idea, you know, giving a person a hug or kick up the ass when they needed it, just to make that small shift that can change their perspective that changed their life. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's what took me to Canada. You know, I had a sales opportunity there and I, I had a girlfriend at the time and she said, let's go. And I said, why not? And that was history. And do, do you think, um, you know, having, having an experience like you had three years in the Israeli army, I've got a, a friend, you might know him, a guy called uh, Chad Barr, who's based in, in Canada. And Chad is also from, from Israel, and he, he did the service in, in Israel. I almost remember saying to him, how, Chad, what was it that, you know, how, how is it that you have had that kind of, that energy to go and um, build your businesses internationally? You know, what was it? And he said, well, Chris said, you know, picking up the phone and talking to me was easy, you know, when you consider that I had bullets flying around my head while I was in the Israeli army. Everything seems easy compared to that. And I've, I've got some, uh, a number of friends who've been in like the SAS, mili- military, uh, and they've gone on to great heights because, again, you know, they've been through that enormous you know, period of discipline. It's funny you mentioned the word discipline. You know, when people say to me, what are the three greatest things I got out of being in the army? It's number one, working in a team. Working as a team. Because in the army, you work in platoons or you work in tribes or you work in groups. And that's very powerful. It's, it's you know, I've got your back, you've got my back. And there isn't like uh, we're going to, you know, it's every man for himself. There's a very tight code of honor that brings people together, which is, by the way, exactly what I bring into companies that I coach. I create a code of honor, not terms and conditions, a code of honor. Because in reality, when bullets are flying, like your friend, when bullets are flying near you, what, what holds people together? You know, it's a tight code of honor. And that's one of the things when I look at businesses, a lot of, when I go into an organization, people put themselves first, the team second, and the mission third, or, or themselves first, the mission second, and then the team last. And, and it's got to be the other way around. It's got to be mission first, team second, and then the individual last. Yeah. So if I look back at the army specifically, the things that I got out of them, number one was discipline, uh, working as a team. Number, number one was working as a team with people and, and working together. Number two, that tremendous amount of discipline. You, you, don't, you don't mess around with your sergeant major because otherwise you're going to suffer at night. Trust me. <laughs> and the third thing would have been focus. Tremendous amounts of dedicated, committed focus. When you've got a goal and you've got a mission and you've got to make it happen, that's all you focus on. And so some great lessons definitely I took out of the army. Yeah, yeah, that, that sort of com- combination with all that, that business experience as well. And, and I'm kind of intrigued, really, what's... Um, what to you is winning the game of business? Is, is, it, is it all about money? Is, is, it, uh, is, is, is there more to it than that? I think one of the key things about winning in the business game is actually having fun. Yeah. A lot of people forget that life is like a playground. And as an adult, we've forgotten how to play. Mm. And business is just a form of art. A lot of people like to paint a canvas with a paintbrush and create, you know, paintings, I use business as my canvas to express myself. Entrepreneurship is just a form of expression. 
And I love to express myself and have fun. And if you're expressing yourself in something you're passionate about and you're having fun, adding value to the marketplace, the money will follow. Yes. People who focus on the money are focusing on the wrong thing. And I'm yeah. sure they've heard this a hundred times, but money is always the byproduct of the value you add to the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, being in business, it's your life, isn't it? We only probably, as far as we know, we probably only get one of them. Uh, so, you know, I always say to my students, we all live and we all have two lives. And our second life begins when we realize that we only have one life. Yeah. <laughs> it makes an, awful, makes an awful lot of sense. So I'm really pleased that you've said that. I'm pleased that uh, for you, winning the game of business is, uh, is not that about winning at, at all costs. It's about the, the overall holistic picture and enjoying life's journey. And if you, you're right, if you enjoy life's journey, uh, you're going to want to see Arnon Barnes on a stage somewhere around the world because actually it's going to make you feel good too. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, people sometimes come to me for a cuddle and they get their ass kicked um, <laughs> because, because that's what they need in that yeah. moment, at that time. And I work a lot with intuition and I work with, with feeling and energy and I'm very sensitive. So I feel where people are at. So people do come for sometimes a cuddle and then they get a different vibration, but it's exactly what their spirit needed at that time yeah that's really that's good actually i've, I've got a, a guy who's given me some mentoring for a number of years and my brief to him was i just i don't want i've, you know, I've had coaches for years I, I coach myself and mentor um but i need you to kick my ass sometimes yeah, and that's, uh, that's great. We're going to go to commercial break now. After the break, we're going to find out you know, much more around uh, Arnon's um, views around you know, being really successful in this pandemic and taking, your, taking yourself and your business and your mindset forward um, such that you have more fun, but actually you deliver more value. So we'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. 
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Arnon Barnes. And, and during the break, uh, we were just chatting about uh, Arnon's got this lovely um, image, artwork behind him, really. I don't know we call it a sculpture or an artwork or, um, of Shay Cravara. And you were just explaining to us why you have this freedom fighter currently looking at me at the moment um, in the screen. Do you want to just explain for people who are... It's yeah, so so cool. I'm I'm a big fan of art, and I love art. I've got I've got some very uh, unique pieces that I collect, and um, that's actually a limited edition. There's only uh, 18 in the world, so I'm very blessed to have uh, have Mr. Che Guevara looking over my shoulder. It's actually a very heavy piece, but the reason why I have that piece is because, like I mentioned, Chris at the break, is that Chris uh, Che Guevara was well known as a freedom fighter, and I see myself as a freedom fighter as well. And I want to help people achieve their financial freedom. I honestly don't believe that we've been put on this planet to do the nine to five, nine to five, nine to five until we're 65. And so, you know, a lot of people have been indoctrinated into, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to university, get a degree, work your ass off and then retire at 65 and then die. And I don't believe we've been put on the planet for, for that and so Che Guevara is just a reminder that I'm here to help people with my mission, which is to assist and help as many people build and create financial freedom, live a happy, healthy, wealthy, abundant life full of joy and love. Wonderful. Great, 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 um, great mission. Great reason for being to do all that. And how, what's your perspective at the moment? You know, of, you're not, you're not presumably, you're not standing on stages all over the world now. You, you'll be doing things remotely, I'm guessing. But what's been your experience of this pandemic? And um, where do you see the opportunities for, for business moving forward? Yeah, so I think one of the things that has come across very clearly in the last 12 or so months is that you know, people think that Darwin said survival of the fittest. Well, actually, he didn't say that. He said survival of the most adaptable. And there's two groups, groups of people right now. There's the first kind which are retreating and they're waiting for the world to open up and, oh, we're going to, you know, hibernate and hide, hide under the blanket until things get better. And there's the other group that are being proactive and saying, okay, how do I evolve? How do I adapt? How do I change my business model? But most importantly, change my mindset as the owner, as the leader, and adapt to this new world or this new current climate that we are temporarily living through. Now, will things go back to normal in 6, 12, 18, 24 months? I think the jury's still out on that. But the reality is, is that things have changed. Indeed, I'm not on stages traveling around the world. Right now I'm doing virtual events and you know, I do, I do a business owner's masterclass, which is a virtual event where I am live and I'm teaching, but instead of being in a classroom, I'm doing it in my studio. So things have different, definitely changed. And, and from my perspective, the benefits of, look, we live in a world of yin and yang, right? Where there's good, there's bad, where there's bad, there's good. And it just depends where you focus. 
And if you choose to focus on the bad, well, the band will ex- bad, bad will expand and all you see is the bad. I always say to people, there's two kinds of people on the planet. You know, you hand both of them a donut and one of them will focus on the whole and the other person will focus on everything but the whole, yeah. the sprinkles, the flavoring, the smell, the coloring. The... And so which person are you? Are you the kind that focus on the whole? everything that's wrong, everything that's bad, or you the person that focuses on the sprinkles, the coloring and, and the smell and, and the texture. And I think right now in the last, you know, 12 months or so, it's been very clear about who's focusing on what. And, you know, for me specifically, having traveled during or before the pandemic, um, during normal times, 80, 90 flights a year, which is on average, you know, every four or five days, I would be on a plane it's given me the gift of actually coming down to earth and pretty much, you know, finding out what's really important to me, you know, taking care of myself, being more connected to my family, especially my son. You know, I'm a very proud father. Uh, My boy's eight years old. And the reality is, you know, with all the travel, yes, I was with him, but in a very different way than Mm -hmm. I am today. Mm -hmm. And so again, you know, we've all been dealt a certain deck of cards Also in life, I'm sure as a kid, you've gone through your challenges, your obstacles, and we all have had our own fair dish of shit, you know, but it's not the cards that are dealt to us what's important, it's how we play those cards. And we've all been dealt a very turbulent 2020 and 2021 with all fairness, but the question is not the cards you've been dealt, but how you play that deck of cards that you're holding. And this is where mindset comes into play because you're either, you're either, look, you you live in one of two energies. Either you're a victim, a a, a person who is going to be a a destroyer, or you're going to be a creator. And a lot of people fall into the victim energy or the destruction energy. And it's often self-destruction. And we're all, we all have the ability to be creators and we're always living in one of, one of two energies at any given time. Either you're living in the energy of, create, of destroying or the energy of creating. Yeah. And I've chosen over the last 12 months and even the last few years, I refuse to fall into the trap of being a destroyer, someone who destroys and is in destruction. I just want to create. And yeah, I mean, to be honest, when the pandemic happened, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I was confused. I was in shock. I had uncertainty. I didn't know whether I was Arthur or Martha. I didn't know if I was coming or going. But when, you know, when the smoke, you know, moved on and and we could see a little bit more clearly and we realized what's happening in the world and we could come back to center, ask better questions. And then we said, okay, well, let's get on with it. And we started doing virtual events and we started to serve and help people maybe in a different way, but still doing what we're passionate about doing. And I think that's really the distinction about the winners and the, and the learners. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, if you look back at history, Joseph Kennedy, uh, who was the father of JFK, the former president of the United States. So Joseph Kennedy's father, in 1929, he was worth around $3.8 million. By 1935, he was worth $180 million. How did he do that? Now, if you recall, what happened between 1929 and 1935? Well, it was the Great Depression. So what did he do that other people didn't do? 
And it's, you know, he educated himself. He surrounded himself with like-minded champion. Uh, he, he, he surrounded himself with like-minded people that had a championship mindset, that people that didn't want to quit, people who were creators. And, you know, he went from $3.8 million in 1929 to $180 million, which is the equivalent of $3 billion today. And so, you know, Winston Churchill said, never waste a good crisis. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of people have wasted this crisis. And by the way, it's not over to, you know, get back on your feet and take advantage of it. Because remember, we live in a world of duality. If there's on one side, there's crisis. On the other side, there's opportunity. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, I really, I really resonate with that. And, uh, like you, I, I found myself, you know, unsettled for for a few weeks when all of this started. But actually, I, I've I've also found it one of the most fascinating per- periods of my life in terms of the, the reflection I've done and the uh, and the, the reflection I've done about what what I kind of offer and uh, and the you know the th- my thinking. It's been such a rich period of time to you know shift paradigms and and look at your belief system and uh, uh, and um, and change really. And I thoroughly, I, I, I'll look back on this time and be grateful for it, I think. I think, uh, I think when, we, when we, you know, things are starting to slowly, slowly reopen up and, you know, restaurants and, 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 and I really, I, I've had a lot of pain in the last 12 months. You know, I'm very passionate about working with business owners, business leaders from all over the world. And the hit that business owners have taken has been tremendous. It's been painful. I mean, I've literally felt so sad and depressed. And, you know, being in a position where I live a life of, you know, being financially free and being someone who's done relatively well financially for, for, for myself, I would walk into a shop with so much pain and just gladly support the entrepreneur, the business owner, because I know that the suffering is tremendous. People yeah. that have been working for 20, 30 years in their business, on their shop, on their vision, had to close down. And unfortunately, in some way, in some shape or form, um, have been wiped out or destroyed or, or, or maybe in, in the best case scenario, just hurt tremendously. And so it's been a revitalizing um, experience for me to look at myself and say how grateful I am that I really fixed my roof when the sun is sun was shining. Yeah. that's And that, and that's one of the big things I see a lot of people, you know, they, they're being hurt right now is because when the sun was shining, when their business was doing well, they didn't get the coaching. They didn't further educate themselves. They didn't invest. They didn't, you know, uh, hire the coach or whatever it is. And they, you know, as they call me now and they say, listen, my business is about to go bankrupt. And I was like, why didn't you call me a year ago? And they say, well, a year ago, everything was great. And that's the great lesson that I'm taking from, from this is that you want to fix your roof when the sun is shining, not when there's a hurricane outside. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good uh, reality reminder. Um, I certainly... Uh, I, I, I was thinking this um, this week. I've got a bit of, a bit of a sore stomach this week, which uh, I'm normally very fit and very well. And I think, and I think some of that has been the volume of people that I've been talking to and helping, and some of the challenges that they've been having. You know, I think uh, I've had a lot more. You know, I've maybe I think I've ten ten sessions with clients this week in uh, 
the last four four days and some of the challenges they're having are really tough really tough and it's impacting relationships and things like that too so you're right i'm maybe i feel now thinking yeah i am fortunate um but i am also seeing those challenges and how are you how are you advising people when you're you know you're working these people who are, who are challenging you helping them maybe turn things around what are the what are the kind of common issues and what are you recommending with your with your mentoring that they do I think, I think the first thing is to be courageous um, and to live in less fear. I think there's a lot of mediums out there, whether it be the media or whatever it is, that are pumping tremendous amounts of fear. Um, also, the lack of leadership has been very, very apparent um, during uh, the last 12 months, at least has been in Europe, where leaders um, who, you know, when it's time for elections, they come out with strong voices, but in reality, um, it's been rather disappointing, let me put it that way, to see how uh, when, when you need a good leader, how they are not really there. So what I'm recommending people is to live in less fear, be more courageous, trust themselves, trust their immune system, eat good, drink good, sleep good, Live a life of gratitude, being an energy of love, being an energy of kindness, being an energy of gratitude. I think that's very foundational. That's the key. Um, I believe that winning in business and in life, I I look, you know, when, when you say to me, define business, if you would have said to me, define business two, three, four years ago, I would say, okay, well, here are a few key words that would define business. Uh, Clients, customers, profitability, um, adding value and, um, you know, raising capital, you know, those hmm. flat words. But if you say to me now in 2021, after this pandemic and during this pandemic, hopefully we're at the end of it. If you say to me, Arlon, define business now, I'd say, um, first of all, business is a spiritual game. And when people say, what do you mean? I say, okay, check this out. If I were to define business today, I'd say, be kinder, care more, and add more value than you've ever added. Yeah. And those are spiritual energies. So the first thing fundamentally, I, I recommend my clients to you know, eat better, sleep better, drink more water, work out, live in gratitude, live in love, and um, express more kindness. And, and from there, we build up. But that would definitely be the foundation with everyone across the board that that's the vibration we need to put in the universe yeah. uh, before moving forward. Yeah, that's what you really do. You, you, you're taking them back to what's truly important. Yeah. Fundamentally, yeah. about being a human being. Yeah, because a lot of people, their mindset has been, has been you know, swept up and, and, and dragged through the mud over the last 12 months with the media and the fear and the, yeah. you know, the pandemic and you know, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, hold on, let's come down to, let's, let's come back to basics and let's, let's go inside instead of looking outside. Mm. And that's where power is. Power lives inside. It doesn't live outside of us. Yeah. And so when you take back your power and you stand in your power, now you have the capacity, the ability to actually make a dent in the universe. Yeah. So, so you also, you, you, you're taking them back. It's very hard in this world at the moment you, to, to seek, find the truth. But, but, but things like love are the truth, aren't they? That, you know, they, they are what's actually at, is at the core. 
And you know, I've been very mindful that um, that I've spoken obviously spoken to a lot of people during the pandemic, as you have, and done a lot of interviews. And I've been I've been surprised at uh, about people's people's beliefs, you know, um, around politics uh, in particular, um, around uh, what's happening with the pandemic and vaccines and these sorts of things. And and I think the the real need right now to get back to what is what the things that are true, and, and also to just protect your subconscious mind because um, you can easily allow it to be hijacked by, by others. Jim Rohn, one of my many mentors, he said, you've got to stand guard at the gates of your mind every day. Yes. And yes. I, I believe that to be true. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly believe that you've got to choose the people you allow into your inner circle, into your tribe very carefully and very cautiously. You can't allow... You know, you can't allow negativity and, and, and all that fear and dark energy to enter your space because we have it naturally. And then if you have someone putting more of it into your system, into your subconscious or into your conscious, that's just going to make you, um, you know, it's, it's not going to serve you. It's not going to support you. It's definitely not going to put you in your power. And so one of the things that has been a gift for me in the last 12 months or so is I've gotten to know who are really the people that, you know, when things are good, everybody's in their power. But when there's challenges and obstacles, that's where you get to see who the real leaders are. Yeah. And yeah. so it's been a blessing for me to see now who the real leaders are and who are the people who are just all talk. Yeah. Perfect. Well, good note to go to uh, the final commercial break. And then after the break, we'll explore that a bit more. And, uh, Gain some uh, top insights from on about how to move forward. So back again with you again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Arnon Barnes. We're talking about, about winning the game of business. And what we've really, I think, discovered through this conversation is that uh, 
you have to get to the truth at the moment. Guard your subconscious mind, but get to the truth about what's important. Manage your state each day. Um, gratitude, love, kindness, these things uh, are essential. But also, I think you were sharing that. Uh, you shared that example of, uh, of Kennedy's father. And actually, there are, um, there are people who are very savvy, very smart, who been able to able in these times of, of challenge for many people to actually make an awful lot of money and um, so what um what would be you know from your your wisdom and your experience what would be maybe some key kind of gems that you would you know that have inspired you but um, when you're working with your clients make all the difference enable them to make you know a quantum shift I think one of the key things is, especially for business owners and business leaders, because those are the primary, primary people that I work with and coach and train. Um, one of the key things is to understand that change is inevitable. And either it's going to come through pain or it's going to come through pleasure. And if we can do it through an energy of pleasure, it's better. Um, so change is inevitable. That, that's very apparent. I think another thing that's been very important that is, you know, I help my clients do is, to do spin-offs. And what is a spin-off? You know, a lot of people might start a certain business, but as they're in this business for one, two, five, 10, 20 years, they don't realize that actually they've discovered problems in that marketplace because they've got so much experience in that they could actually develop a new product or a new service or a new software that could tremendously help the industry because it's a problem that he or she is facing every day, every week, every month, every year. So one of the key things, you know, we're talking about, you know, evolve or die or change or, you know, adapt or die. One of the key things that has tremendously helped is to be able to come from a different perspective. And that's one of the things I help business owners with because a lot of businesses, business owners are so stuck in the forest, they can't see the trees anymore. Yeah, yeah. And then I come, I'm not attached I'm not emotional about the business. You know, everybody looks at their business and it's the most beautiful business in the world. It's like, it's like looking at your baby, right? Nobody holds up their own baby and says, wow, you're ugly, right? But I come in and I, I give them the truth and I say, look, we've got to change one or two things and I explain to them why and what are the upsides and what are the benefits. And that's been tremendous in the last 12 months where a lot of my clients that coach with me have seen me on stage. They, they know my energy. They know my vibration. They, come, they know that I come from an energy of kindness and serving. And so they're open to receive that kind of feedback. So it definitely would be to uh, be able to pivot and ultimately um, create a spinoff from the main core business and then generate an extra department, a revenue department in the business, so an extra stream of income almost. Another thing that has been very important and continues to be important is I, I, I always make sure that my clients understand that it's not how much money you make and it's not how much money you keep, but it's what you do with what you keep. I mentioned in the break to you, one of the key things that is very important is, first of all, with everything that's going on in the world today and the endless printing of money and dollars and euros and, and all that, if, if you think that your, your government right now is not broke, is not bankrupt, you're naive. Hmm. You, you're naive. And so if you have cash in your business, you've got to make sure that you start moving towards harder assets on your balance sheet, whether it be owning gold, silver, Bitcoin, um, real estate, whatever it is. And that's one of the key things that I teach my clients. It's all about money mastery. A lot of people don't even understand what money is. 
and if you say to someone, explain to me what inflation is, they look at you like, like you've, you've fallen off the tree. And so uh, one of the key things that has tremendously helped my clients is to relocate or reposition their, their assets, their cash into better assets that are creating better yields and, and, and more formidable during these times and ultimately giving them better returns to secure the future and the treasury of their business. I mean, we've seen, we've seen Elon Musk do it. You know, he moved a, over a billion dollars into, into Bitcoin in this specific case scenario. A lot of people are, are buying crypto. A lot of people are investing in gold. Some people are buying up real estate. But the reality is cash is trash. And we aren't taught cash in school. We aren't taught money in school. And so you've got people who's sitting on cash, but it's actually a melting iceberg. Yes, and this is where I come in. I, I just, all I do is I, I, I create more, more than anything, I create awareness around subjects. And, you know, my job is to make the invisible become visible mm. because now you can see it. You can actually do something with it. Yeah. So those are definitely a few of those points that I work with with business owners and business leaders. Yeah. That's really got me thinking that, yeah, cash, cash is, uh, is a melting iceberg. It really is, isn't it? And, and it's... Um, I've had this conversation with, with several of my clients this week, actually, about their own, you know, have one couple of them who, uh, who would like to be earning more money. But actually, the question was, well, what are you doing with the money that you've already got? And, and, and is that earning for you? Because actually, your income doesn't just have to come from your salary. And this is the one fundamental thing that can change everything. Once you understand that your money is like a, an iceberg and it's melting – you've got to work 20, 30 times harder to maintain your same position. Yeah. And, and if you reposition yourself and you reposition that money into a stronger asset, like if you look at the jungle, right? Cash might be, you know, um, cash might be the, the, the gazelle, whereas gold might be uh, the elephant, Mm. or Bitcoin might be the lion. Now, if you're in a jungle and you need to survive because it's a dangerous place, would you rather be the gazelle or be the lion? Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. And unfortunately, it boils down to a lack of education. People are not understanding where the world is going to and the world that we're living in and what's being created. And again, I'm not here to say it's good or bad or right or wrong. I'm just saying it is what it is. And so one of the key things that I teach my coaching clients is how to win the game of business within the rules, even though we didn't create the rules. Mm. And that's really important. And so money mastery, I'm really big on that. And sometimes all you have to do is reposition yourself just five degrees to the left or five degrees to the right and everything changes. And, you know, even though, like you said, I haven't been doing any speaking events, um, you know, I also buy companies and I teach business owners how to acquire businesses. And I even show them how to do it with none of their own cash. And it's been a tremendous, tremendously difficult period in the last 12 months to, you know, buy companies because obviously due diligence is difficult because of social distancing and, you know, lockdowns and everything. But we've still managed to acquire a multi-million pound business, which I'm closing on in three weeks um, from the recording from when we're doing this, this live session. 
But in three weeks, I'm acquiring a multi-million pound business in the UK. And we did the whole due diligence during the pandemic. And yes, it took longer and it was more difficult, but we never quit. We never gave up. We kept on pursuing. And actually for me, it's been a historic event to buy a business through such a different mindset and a different, with so many restrictions. But the reality is if business owners and business leaders who are basically the wheels turning the, the economy, if we can empower them and get them to see business and experience business and ultimately do business with a stronger mindset when they're standing in their power, that can have a massive ripple effect on everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and how do you see, you know, at the moment, we also, the, the world feels like you said a bit of a crossroads. It is, mm. you know, climate change, environment, you mentioned wildlife there, nature, you, you come from Africa and I'm sure you, you know, you love that too. I can see the elephant behind you. And I think we've got elephants from Africa and various things in our house. Um, but the, you know, how through, through business, um, can we also contribute to a better world? You know, how, how are you doing that? You know, it's great building the assets and things like that and investing, et cetera. But how, how do we ensure that our ripple effect also contributes to a better world and doesn't utilize yeah. more resources, et cetera? Absolutely. And I, think, and I think this is where social responsibility comes into play. I can only speak for myself here. One of the things that I'm big on, you just mentioned the elephant uh, uh, peeking over my shoulder, um, which actually is from Africa. We brought him all the way from Africa. He's also very heavy. He's a big boy. Um, but the reality is, you know, for me, one of the key things that I do is through my business, I've developed something called the Safari Leadership Experience. Once a year, I take a very select and exclusive small group of entrepreneurs, business leaders down to South Africa with me. And we go into South Africa, we go to the bush and we do a safari. But these are safaris that are not normal safaris. These are walking safaris. So when most people jump on a Jeep to go see animals, we actually are walking in the bush to find the animals. Now, some of the listeners might hear that and be freaking out right now, but I guarantee you it's very safe. We take, you know, safety measures, you know, safety is our highest priority when we do these things. And one of the ways I take social responsibility is by, by introducing great entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, students of mine to one of the greatest classrooms in the world, which is nature. And, you know, we contribute to different activities uh, in nature by giving back. And one of the things we do is we um, we call a lions to protect the lions. We, we, we tag elephants to make sure the elephants are safe. We also do dehorning of rhinos, which I know for some people who don't understand or not familiar with that, that, that prospect, a lot of poachers come into the bush, kill the rhinos just to take off their horns. And so unfortunately and sadly, we, we go in, we remove the horns without hurting the animal so that when poachers come to kill the animal, they see it without a horn, they just leave the animal and hope that maybe next year it grows a horn and they can kill it. But then obviously our work is continuous. So through my work, I contribute to conservation work by uh, protecting the animals and doing, you know, protecting rhinos and, and, and elephants and lions not only for the, for the beauty of nature, but also for our children that when they grow up and their children, they can go hopefully to the wild and see these beautiful majestic animals thriving and, and ultimately living, uh, living safely. So yeah. I think as an entrepreneur, as a business leader, as someone who is committed to you know, giving, and I think that's one of the big things. A lot of people live a life of taking. 
And if you can change that mindset and come from an energy of giving, um, it, you can change everything. And, you know, if you, if you want to change the world, start with changing yourself. And, you know, every drop in the bucket is important. And so from my perspective, only from my perspective, because like you mentioned, you know, I am connected to the bush. I, I grew up in South Africa. I am African. Um, I have a, a calling to do something in nature. And, and I'm very glad and, and, and humbled that my business allows me to, um, to do that. Wow. Wow. Well, I think if anybody's, um, you know, has the opportunity to go and do that with you, that sounds like an amazing experience. I did something a little, little similar in Kenya and uh, spent some time in the biggest slum in, in Africa, in Kibera, and time with a Maasai tribe as well. Um, I was sort of part of a leadership experience. And, and, you know, I just recommend it to anybody. It's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, I'll never forget trying to have a wee in the bush um, with a, a night um, with, with hyenas around us and a, a, a Maasai with a spear um, standing guard with me. It was the most difficult um, experience I've ever had. But that's where, that's where leaders are born. Yeah. Because <laughs> you see, if you, can, you, mentioned, you mentioned your friend in the army, me being in the army, and if you yeah. can handle that, you can handle it. The reason I developed the safari leadership experience is to strengthen leaders. Yeah. The world needs now better, bigger leaders more than ever before. I couldn't agree more. And so if you can walk in the bush amongst the lions, the leopards, and, 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 and be in that environment, when you come back to this world, trust me, everything seems easy. Mm. And you appreciate it, don't you? Well, Anna, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you, Sam. absolutely loved it. And, and if people want to get in, involved with you, um, arnonbarnes.com, is there anything else they need to know? Yeah, I'm very easy to find. So arnonbarnes.com. Um, you can go into Instagram, arnonbarnes. LinkedIn, I'm big on LinkedIn. So arnonbarnes, Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find everywhere. So that's definitely uh, where they can uh, find me and connect to me, which, which I would love to, uh, to uh, obviously connect with. Fantastic. Well, I know you're doing amazing work around the world. I apologize for, not, for calling you Barnes and not Barnes. That sounds, uh, I've got this, I've got the pronunciation I should have asked you beforehand, my, my, my mistake, but it has been really inspiring. And what I'm really, I've really enjoyed is I wasn't quite sure how this was going to be today, but what I've, what I've have sensed with you through this conversation is your humility that you care. It is about love. It is about also, you know, just being prepared to pivot a little bit and diversify and um, and make your money work for you. Um, while also looking at how you can contribute to a better picture and be a better leader, because as you're right, I completely agree. The world needs better leaders right now. And it's good. It's great to be talking to one of them. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Kind words. And as always, you know, it's a pleasure to be invited to these kind of conversations. And hopefully if I can just inspire one person with one thing that I said, then I fulfilled my mission here. Fantastic. So arnonbarnes.com. And on next week's show, we've got, um, man, who we've got next? We've got Mark Sefton. Uh, Mark's um, on a TV show called Inside, um, he's got a book called Inside Job. He's got a, a TV show, One More Round. He's, um, uh, he's a, a, an amazing guy, and he's going to talk to us about, again, probably we'll build on some of this theme about, you know, why it is an inside job when it comes to success. And he works with multi-millionaire entrepreneurs. Um, why it is um, an inside job to um, develop yourself, to go out there and achieve more and make a bigger contribution through yourself and through your business. So back with you again next week, um, Arnon Barnes, been an absolute pleasure and lovely to meet Shay Guevara behind you as well. And um, we'll see you soon. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.